Hey, my name is Kevin Pettit, and you are listening to Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as LADS. On today's episode, we will be talking about U.S. men's national team qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, We will be discussing the World Cup draw and who has the best betting odds, uh, who's the best futures, um, and we'll be also going over all the Premier League action over this weekend. Um, yeah, seems like Spurs are the only one who wants top four. We're going to deal with Arsenal getting shit pumped, Chelsea getting shit pumped, uh, Manchester United just being lethargic, and Man City and Liverpool just kind of, you know... Handling their business as we approach the upcoming game for this weekend. That'll probably decide the title race on April 10th. So um, really fun show for you guys today. Uh, Just a quick announcement. I'm going to try and get Martin on the show on Thursday. So stay tuned for a Friday episode so we can do more Champions League stuff um, and kind of give our preview for the big match of the weekend between Liverpool and Man City. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. And uh, here's Pusha T. All right, welcome in, welcome in. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022, and the U.S. men's national team has qualified for the World Cup. The 2022 World Cup will be going up against the Brits in Iran and possibly Scotland, Wales, or Ukraine, I believe, so... We'll see who will fill in that last spot, but for now, it is confirmed we will be going up against England and Iran. Old 1776 round two. Well, I guess that was the War of 1812. Technically, if we want to be on a historically accurate level, but anyway, does not matter. Does not matter. The lows of the U.S. men's national team have been very low the past couple years. From before even Trinidad and Tobago, before that horrible collapse which did not allow us qualify for the 2018 World Cup, where we had to sit around and just watch and feel left out. And now we have this beautiful generation, a golden generation, some people are saying, with Christian Pulisic, Weston McKenney, um, my favorite ginger, Josh Sargent. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's all right. I don't think he's been doing much at Norwich or anything like that. But hey, we've have a very, very fun and promising squad that you know. I I think a lot of people have their doubts about this squad. Have their doubts, especially for me, about Greg Berhalter, which is fine. I think it's totally fine to have your doubts about. A lot of aspects of this team. But to be fair, when we look at like a starting 11, that includes Tyler Adams, Pepe, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, um, what's his name? Uh, oh my God, it's slipping my mind. Um, Gio Renna. Sorry, sorry. My beautiful, beautiful baby face man who got subbed on. Yes. Um, And again, like a lot of people look at this campaign like, oh, we only drew Mexico. Okay. Like we made sure not to lose. Oh, we beat the shit out of Panama. Well, yeah, that pretty much guaranteed us into the World Cup and qualifying. If as long as we didn't have anything 
absolutely disastrous happened against Costa Rica. And you know what? I watched that game when we were down 2-0. I went, there's no possible way we can lose this by six goals. And you know what? We didn't. I don't care. People are saying like, oh, we limped into qualifying. It's like, we still qualified. You know who didn't qualify? Italy. And that's embarrassing. To go from a Euros win to not qualifying for back-to-back World Cups. And I was on the main stand pod. Shout out the main stand pod. And it like, occurred to me while I was on there, like, is there like an American comparison where a team wins the championship and then Colton completely falls off in like recent time? And I mentioned like kind of the LeBron James Lakers. Not the and I'm a big LeBron James fan. Like I really um admire him and his skill and him as a leader. But you know, I kind of think about that, how they won a championship two years in the bubble. Um like Italy just won the Euros and now they might not even make it to the playing game in the NBA. Which is rather embarrassing after a title, not only contending team, um, you know, they've had their injuries, whatever. Uh, I would look more to, towards, if we're going back to Italy, Mancini. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I've never rated that guy. I thought that was just kind of a weird Euros run. I mean, all credit to them, but like, never have I really rated that man. Um, I think Man City fans would also say they never really rated that man. But hey, all I'm trying to say is, don't let anyone try and poo-poo you right now. Yes, we have worries going into the World Cup. Yes, England is going to be tough. But just enjoy it right now. Enjoy it. We are in the World Cup. We we got that far. That burden has been lifted off our shoulders. And we can kind of just enjoy it now. Let's let's enjoy this. Get some nice R&R and start getting revved up for the winter time for this weird World Cup that is taking place in a country which i am has been already pretty much concluded that was chosen because of fifa and sep bladder corruption and people getting paid off and we also have the slave labor um issues when it comes to the stadiums being built and we also have the issues where it comes to uh how they treat women and alcohol is not being able to consume i'm not saying those two things are the same i'm just saying there is so much controversy going into this world cup But just for a minute, take a breath, soak it in, red, white, and blue. Look at me, I'm sounding like a patriot. (laughs) Red, white, and blue, Um, which I guess a lot of flags of other countries have red, white, and blue. Anyway, I'm saying America will be in the World Cup, so soak this in, enjoy it. We have our questions. We have questions about who's going to be starting for this squad. We have questions about the manager, but for now... We're in. So let's all enjoy it. Um, let's segue to the draw. Um, most people are saying that there isn't a group of death. And yeah, I would agree to that. I don't think there's too I, overwhelming uh, a squad that would be like uh, Brazil, Germany, Spain, or anything like that. But I do think that if we kind of break this down, we can kind of figure out who's going out of each group. So sort of group A, you have Qatar. They are the host country, so they get an automatic bid. We have Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. Group B, we have England, Iran, USA, and then whoever wins the Euro playing game uh, between Ukraine, Scotland versus Wales. Group C, we have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. 
Group D, we have France, Denmark, Tunisia, and then whoever wins out of Australia or the EAU or PE. I don't know what country that is. Sorry, I didn't do my research. Um, Group E, we have Spain, Germany, Japan, which will either have um, New Zealand or Costa Rica. Um, I mean, that's pretty dangerous. I mean, Spain and Germany in the same one, so that's pretty tough, but they'll probably come out of that pretty easily. Group F, uh, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. And then Group H, we have Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Um, so if I'm just going off what I'm seeing right here, if I were going to pick out the two teams that kind of are going to pop out and win their groups, I'm going Group A, I'm going Netherlands, Senegal. Group B, England, USA. I'm not doing an order. I'm just saying who, gut feeling, who do I see coming out? Group C, I have Argentina, Mexico. I'm sorry, Poland, but always disappointing. Um, Group D, uh, France, Denmark, Tunisia, and then whoever's going to be Australia, whatever. I'm going to go France, Denmark. I think that's pretty straightforward. Group E, Spain, Germany, Japan, and then New Zealand or Costa Rica. Germany, Spain seems like the safe answer there. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Now, the easy pick here would be Belgium, Croatia. But for me, I feel like Canada is sneaky. They're a tough team. Maybe I'm biased for my North American bias, but I'll go Belgium, Croatia now. But this is, again, just based on who I think are just the better teams. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. This one feels like it's tricky, but I will do Brazil, Switzerland on this one. And then Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. I'll do Portugal and Uruguay. But don't count out Ghana. They're going to be really, really tough. Um, so, yeah. If I were going to do... You know, who should be the favorite winning this? It's probably France. France is probably the easy answer. But I did look up betting odds. So let me see. Let's see here. World Cup 2022 betting odds. If I were betting odds, what would I be? Well, I can't find them off the top of my head. I would think probably France, Brazil, Germany would be the favorites. Probably England, top four in there, something like that. If I were to put money down, I would probably put France down. But I don't know what kind of odds. You probably won't get that good of odds. If I were to do probably best odds, I'd probably say Spain. Spain could be like your quote-unquote dark horse. I mean, it's Spain. Like, how are they a dark horse? But, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, best odds. Um but yeah, I think when I get Martin on Friday, I think we'll do a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more World Cup, how he's feeling. He's a diehard England fan, so he's already been shit-talking U.S. men's national team. So um, you'll probably get some enjoyment out of that. So let's um let's segue. Let's talk about the Premier League weekend. Um, what were my biggest takeaways? I would say with the top four, you know, raging on. Who is going to be the one who gets that top four spot? Man City, Liverpool are a lock. Chelsea's pretty much a lock. And then it's coming down to Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, and Manchester United. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that Spurs seem to be 
the only team that actually gives a shit about making the top four. What they did to Newcastle, how the recent form they've been in, just scoring goals out of well. Kane and Son are just having fun out there like it's backyard football. Um, they're the only ones who give a shit. Chelsea, you know, I think they could have, they allowed themselves to kind of be taken on by Brentford. And, you know, I think they're just going to like look at this match and just try and bury it. Arsenal, though, against Crystal Palace, just embarrassing. That Monday match, we had to win that. I thought it was going to be a gritty match where we grind out a result 1-0. And, you know, if I'm looking between Tottenham and Arsenal, if I'm picking who's making a top four, if we would have won the Crystal Palace game, I would have confidently, like 90%, said Arsenal is going to get that top four spot. But after Spurs' recent four, after watching both these matches fully, Spurs, Newcastle, and Arsenal Crystal Palace, shout out Patrick Vieira, recent Hall of Famer, with Wayne Rooney. Um, that, that hurt. <laughs> that fucking hurt. Um, I'm picking Spurs. I mean, I think Spurs have the goal scorers. I mean, I think Lacazette has been doing a good job, a very good job with his young team, guiding these youngsters. We got Harry Kane. He got Son, and he got Antonio Conte, who should be in the conversation. Maybe not that tier with like Pep, Klopp, maybe Tuchel, but Conte is like right, right outside that tier. He's not canyons away; he's sidewalks away. And I feel like I'm picking him over Arteta every day of the week. I've been wanting Antonio Conte for Arsenal. I wanted Maximilian Allegri too, but you know, seeing how Serie A is playing out, I don't know anymore. But I don't know. I'm on Italian football twitter so i see a bunch of juventus fans always complaining about him i really don't know but i've always rated allegri but yeah if i'm picking top four i think man united are out completely i don't think they got it i just think they just have too many internal issues i feel like the manager's not getting enough respect if Ronaldo's not in this squad where are the goals coming from i don't know it's it, I, I really think they're going, I think West Ham, even though they beat Everton over the weekend, which again, like Everton's its own storyline. I got to talk to Martin about that on Friday. Like, will they get relegated? Will they not? Um, Liverpool helped them out this weekend, helped out Everton by beating Watford. But, you know, I, I really truly believe it is Spurs looking on the schedule. Spurs have an easier line of games. I really do think it is their top four to lose. And I feel like every Spurs fan is like listening to this now being like, oh, you're just mushing us. You're just trying to jinx us into not making the top four. But I mean, it really, truly is yours to lose. I really don't see with Antonio Conte, with the squad that you have. um, I mean, Arsenal has been just slowly chipping, chipping, chipping away, staying consistent. They have been really consistent, but we saw what happened last year. I... Do you believe Arsenal play in European football? But I don't know if that's in the Champions League. So that was kind of like my big takeaway. Just like watching Kane just absolutely just tear apart Newcastle. with Those just unreal passes. I mean, God, like the way he has just reshaped his game in the past couple of years for the passing and just the intuition he has of Son. Ugh, it is just crazy to see and I see some Spurs fans say he's a better passer than Kevin De Bruyne which I say pump the brakes (laughs) but 
I understand. I mean, I watched that Newcastle game, and I, in a Spurs fan, said to me, like, I understand. I get it. Um, but I don't know. I just feel as though after that Crystal Palace debacle, God, Crystal Palace just play their balls off on Monday, don't they? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I guess the other storyline I like to talk about is. Everton, a team that has felt like they've just been comfortable blowing a bunch of money and just playing like mediocre football, losing to West Ham over the weekend, which again, West Ham didn't even really play that well, but then that dumb tackle by Keane getting that red card and essentially just changing the game. I think Timmy Howard had this quote, which uh, made my girlfriend Leah, she like cracked up. She's like, we can't even win with 11 players, let alone 10, Michael. You can't go off like that. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously he's a former Evertonian, uh, player and passionate about the club, but yeah, I mean, once Keen went off, I mean, the game was pretty much set from there and, you know, I kept saying like Everton with all that talent, there's no possible way, but you know, teams get comfortable. Is Frank Lampard the guy to lead you out of this? I don't know. I don't know if he was the right choice. I really, I rate Frank, but the fact that I saw people tweeting that dumb meme of Frank Lampard uh, looking sad on the Everton line where it said the last time Everton won in a away match, uh, Ronaldo was still in a Juventus uniform or kit. Like, that's bad. Like, that's a weird stat that I just hate when I see that where it's like, whoa, that feels like years ago. And everything feels like years ago because of COVID and everything. Like, I'm like, oh, really? I've been in Boston for three years. I I don't I feel like I've been here for 10 years. Um Yeah, I really don't know about Everton. I don't know them going forward. I think the Burnley match uh which I believe is happening when you're listening to this today will be so important and whoever wins that will be really gunning for each other to see who can get out and but Everton's schedule I looked at it is fucking brutal this next month. Pull it up. It is a brutal schedule and they're going to have to really, when they have any chance of stealing points away, they're going to have to take it and winning some points. So, um, yeah, I, I really think my biggest takeaway from the weekend is Spurs are the only ones who give a shit. I think it's probably their top four to lose. Everton, I have no idea when I'm going to see them win another game. Um Arsenal with their games in hand have kind of blown it. Chelsea, I think it's a blip on the radar. I know they got squashed by Brentford, but you know, it happens. You just slip up and you know, they're still sitting comfortably in third. And uh, another takeaway I'd probably say is just like Liverpool hopping up in the league and then hopping down with Man City. I know these teams I think are going to win out after the match on April 10th. Whoever wins out, um, after April 10th, whatever results happen is going to win the league. And I feel as though, I don't know. I feel like this preview will probably be the biggest preview of the year on Friday with me and Martin. So I really don't know who I'm picking right now. I'm probably picking Liverpool because I feel like they're building up the most momentum going into this and have finally made this into a fun title race. But I truly don't know. Could it be a Man City? Is that the Etihad, I believe, and Liverpool haven't won there. I I don't know in quite some time. So, all right, guys. Well, 
I just wanted to do like a quick episode. I know this is only going to be like 20 minutes or so and probably five minutes of it is just going to be music. I forgot to do fan questions for this, but I promise I wanted uh, I really just wanted to get some type of content out because we didn't pod last week and I was just super exhausted and busy. Um, We'll do fan questions for Friday. I'm going to try and get Martin. If I don't get Martin, I'll find a guest from another pod or somebody in the industry or media, whatever. So um, I just want to say thank you again to uh, everyone. Check this out. Uh, Check out our discord or Instagram, Twitter and everything like that. And uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed my random 20 minute ramblings of the weekend, U S men's national team world cup. Uh, And we'll do a lot more champions league stuff in our premier league preview for Friday's episode. So hope you're having a great week. Uh, I love you and bye-bye. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for Take